Close meeting to order. Yeah. Start with a prayer and a pledge. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for bringing us together to serve this community. Help us to do it the right way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Roll call, please, while I fix the flags. Mr. Powell. Here. Mr. Browner. Here. Mr. Bishop. Here. Mr. Boehner. Here. Mr. Tommen. Here. Mrs. Kroger. Here. Mrs. Edichico. Here. Sounds like everybody's here, which means we have a quorum for business and a quorum for legislation. Uh, next up is approval of minutes from the January 3rd meeting. Is there a motion? I'll make a motion to approve the minutes. Second. Okay, I have a motion uh, by Mrs. Edichico and a second by Mr. Bishop to approve the minutes from the previous meeting. Voice vote. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Ordinance uh, or the uh, minutes are approved. Okay, audience asking participation. So, Mr. Orman, you said you wanted to do that. Come right on up. Actually, it's in the middle now. Here for a couple different purposes tonight. Uh, presentation, which I think could be wonderful news for these. Um, but I also did just want to talk about something real quick that was brought up at the last council meeting. Um, Bob Ashbrock brought up the sidewalk, um, kind of slipping down into the creek along Hunt Road there between Waxwing and Furman. And I just kind of wanted to put in my two cents worth as a Maplewood resident who um, walks that stretch of street, you know, many, many times a week, uh, to which you guys get the benefit of some cleaner streets because we enjoy doing that walk for the litter pickup purpose. Um, but that is becoming a very dangerous walk. I have seen the kids slip there. I watched a biker try to go over it once and he fell into the fence. Um, I am personally watching, you know, couples, you know, literally almost walking hand in hand, but they step out onto Hunt Road to avoid walking. I think that best I can estimate, that looks like about a 30% you know, incline on the way that that, that sidewalk is, is, is slipping down into the, into the gulch there. Um, I know just with my walking handicap, um, it is very, very tough to walk that stretch. And I often step out into Hunt Road myself to avoid that, you know, walking that 30% incline. And, um, you know, as, as a resident of Maplewood, and I would speak for the residents also of Cherryfield on the other side, you know, that is our only connection to the rest of Reading. Um, for people that are going to walk or bike. And I just really think that at some point that does need to become a priority for the city to repair. I know I even heard, and I heard last week, and it kind of surprised me that that could possibly fall on the residents of South Calfwood, and I think that would be a shame, um, especially when we do apparently have some COVID infrastructure funds available. 
even if it's a temporary repair, just to get that sidewalk level again would be greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated by those of us in the two subdivisions that feel a little disconnected from the city sometimes. Um, right. But appreciate your time. Thank you. All right, Mr. Banner. Uh, yeah, Pat, I wanted to address that. Uh, the service committee has got a meeting uh, January 31st at 7 o'clock. We're going to discuss that project and how we proceed from there. That will definitely be a grant project. The uh, temporary fix was done probably close to 14, 15 years ago, probably at this point. Uh, maybe not that, maybe about 12 years ago. Um, and that temporary fix has lasted a lot longer than anything anybody thought. Uh, but we'll take a look at that. Uh, the other project we'll look at is the uh, maybe paving the um, the driveway from, to the service garage from Reading Road. Hasn't been done in forever, and it's like driving on a railroad crossing there. Uh, but we'll take a look at that uh, and see if we can't put JMA, uh, with the mayor's blessing, maybe JMA take a look at that and put in for a grant, see if we can get some kind of grant for that project. <coughs> Yes, our engineers are going to have to look because, again, it slid years ago, and we found then that the road, thank God, is on bedrock and the road is safe. You know, the rest of that, you know, uh, not so much. So it might not be an easy fix. We don't expect it to be an easy fix. As Bob said, we've addressed it once, and we'll address it as best we can. But and it, it isn't an easy fix, and engineers will need to be involved. Mr. Banner, uh, before we leave tonight, uh, let me check with you on, I got a couple ideas for that. Okay, all right. Any others from the audience wishing to speak? Okay, moving on, reading of communications. Do we have any? Nope. No communications. <laughs> so now to guest speakers. So Annie Hess, Pat Orman, Gage Bradford with a presentation. Come on up. Apparently, we're going to be moving out there. to um, Redding's um, movement toward a community that recycles. And um, before I get started, I want to 
say thank you for having us here. We're excited to share this, this big news with you. Um, but I also want to say thank you to, to Pat and Tracy. Um, their years of service to Reading is, is, is inspiring. And I know it invigorates me as a resident. Um, and if it wasn't for their energy and enthusiasm, we wouldn't be where we are today. Um, so thank you for that. Um, so, um, so a year ago, as you're well aware, we started a citywide um, residential recycling program. And now we're ready to start the second phase, which is putting recycling in our public spaces. Um, not only is this more effective in um, diverting waste from landfill into things that can be used again, um, but it also presents our city as a nice, clean, um, welcoming city to both our residents and to um, our visitors. Um, what is it, like a couple of years ago, um, we were presented with um, a grant for approximately $30,000 um, to put recycling in our public spaces from the Hamilton County Recycling and Solid Waste District. Um, so, Wynn Industries is a company that's in Mason, um, and I'm somewhat familiar with their, with their, <laughs> their products are durable, attractive, they're used in businesses and in schools, they're even used in um, college and, and um, professional sports arenas around the country. Um, so they're, they're a highly respected community based right here in, in the tri-state area. Um, so what I didn't know is that they've been doing this since 1887. Um, and not only are their products manufactured in the United States, but they use sources, um, their materials are sourced from the US. Um, so not surprising, they're, they're held in high regard um, with people who are in the need for um, cans uh, across the country. Um, so the, the grant that was received, it can only be used for recycling. Um, so <coughs> what research shows us is that the way that this is successful is if you have a landfill receptacle paired with a recycling receptacle. Um, and so WIT is generously matching um, our recycling bins that we are going to be getting with um, landfill bins. And so not only is this incredibly generous, but it's also like gonna guarantee that this is gonna be successful. And what this actually does for us is that we will be getting for pretty much free, you know, we're only a, you know, a couple bucks short, but 34 pairs of very heavy duty, well-made recycling cans that will be paired up with matching same heavy-duty, high-quality recycling cans that we'll distribute throughout the parks in, in the city of Reading. And, you know, basically recycling science will tell you that a majority of people given a chance to recycle will do it. But <coughs> if you have recycling by itself, it's going to fill up with trash. And if you have the trash by itself, it's going to fill up with everything. So, you know, you put it side by side, you make the, the markings clear, you do the education, and at least a majority of people will want to make the right decision. And especially our younger folks coming into town, they ask me a lot, you know, where's the recycling in the parks? Well, there's gonna be recycling in parks to go along with our initiative to, you know, do the curbside recycling. I mean, this is gonna be a great year for Reading. How did you come up with the, uh, the number of cans we needed? So there was an inventory done, um, <coughs> but with that $30,000 grant, um, we went to WIT to find out how many can we get for this. And so, what was it, 32? 
So it, it, it actually works out that based on the $30,000 grant from Hamilton County, WIT just divided it and found out that they can make 34 recycling cans equal $30,000, and then they in turn are donating the matching trash can. So that's 34 pairs. Now that's not to say Redding couldn't even buy some more um, at the buy one, get one free level. You know, if the city wants to do buy one, get one and outfit, you know, Benson Street or Redding Road or whatever, um, but these, these ones were pretty much set for the parks. And so a lot of people will say, well, isn't that giving our, our maybe overworked um, you know, park department more work? Now, well, we actually counted 69 trash cans in the various parks. We will now have 68 cans, but they'll be half and half. So, you know, maybe it doesn't even have to empty them as quite as much. And I will tell you that just my own informal spending years in the parks, especially during the festivals, more than 50% of what's being thrown out in the parks is recyclable. And, you know, we're talking to Dale Courtney, I said at some point, you know, we take the recycling to incinerator linen and throw, the, you know, and throw those bags in the bin. That's a free pickup. You know, that's all built into Redding's contract. If in fact we can reduce a substantial amount of garbage being sent to the other side of incinerator lane where they dump the garbage, maybe Rumkey doesn't have to come as much and we actually save some money. So I think that we all realize um, that how much our city has to offer its residents. And I would hope that um, families and um, young professionals look, would look at Reading um, and see how special it is. And these potential new residents, they, they don't think twice about recycling or um, how to be more responsible about their waste. Um, they're used to certain services and amenities in the other places that they've lived. And so as a city, we need to get on board with this line of thinking. So for years, we've been using the blue barrels in our um, parks to collect waste. And um, while they are durable, they are filthy even by trash can standards. Um, <laughs> and even the ones that are of a little bit higher quality um, still aren't that great. You can see in this bottom picture here um, that it collects rainwater. And that not only adds to the weight of the bags that the people have to um, get rid of, um, but it also increases its rotting. <laughs> Um, so, um, sorry, completely lost my train of thought. Um, so to make matters worse, um, kind of working with what Pat was saying, how it's not going to be more work for the employees, um, you're probably aware of how they have to get rid of the trash. The blue barrels don't have liners, and so what needs to happen is um, those barrels need to be loaded onto a truck. And so you can really only do one park at a time, um, and they have to go and be emptied and then brought back. Um, not only is that completely like time consuming, but it's also a lot of wear and tear on the employee's body to be lifting up those giant barrels when you could just take a, a liner, a bag, um, and take that out and pretty much do all the parks at once. Um, I will also say in regard to those blue barrels, I know that nobody really takes a really close look at them like I do. But if you look at them closely enough, you will see the fly larvae, the maggots crawling up the side of it. It is not an impression that we want to give our own residents, much less you know visitors coming to this city, that you know we, we you know 
piles of water in cans, you know, that's where you're going to get mosquito infestations. You know, these barrels that look as filthy as they do, even our old trash cans that look as filthy as they do. Um, this new system is going to be, you know, trash can liner driven, and all somebody has to do literally is try, you know, tie up a, a bag of trash, put it in the truck, and I think, you know, our, our park employees probably can do two or three parks at a time as opposed to lifting up all these blue hair heavy barrels. And you know, I, I've, I've watched them do it. It's got to hurt. Um, and, and people also use those as dumping grounds for their dirt and their cement bricks and, and, and other things that just make those barrels just so hard to, to move. I love the ones where you can see the maggots close-ups. <laughs> um, so we can be better with the help of Hamil Hamilton County and WIT. Um, the two images that you see on the screen are part of WIT's Oakley line, which would be a perfect fit for our community. Um, the trash can has the dome over it, so that would um, reduce the amount of rainwater that's getting inside the bags. Um, the trash can would have um, the traditional dark garbage can or garbage bag, and then the recycling um, would have a clear recycling bag in it. Um, so Pat mentioned earlier that currently 50% of what is in our barrels can be recycled. Um, and that number is only going to grow because um, Rumpy is adding um, things that can be processed um, through their system on, on a pretty much continual basis. Um, Pat brought an example of something that can be recycled and most people don't even know it. Yeah, so your average person even today, this only began this year, but you know, this is a, you know, kind of a soft plastic cup from, from Burger King, and I see these discarded all the time, even in places that are next to a recycle bin. So part of what we're going to do is, you know, we're going to do an education program, which, you know, We Thrive will certainly help with also. Um, but, you know, here, you know, another McDonald's cup, you know, this one even has a plastic lid on it that you can, you know, as long as you take the straw out of it, maybe dump the ice, this can go in the recycle bin. So when you think about what really happens in parks, you know, especially during the hot days of spring, summer, early fall, and especially the festivals, you know, it's drink bottles, it's drink cans, it's drink cups. We can even take the paper coffee cups. About the only cup we really can't take is, is what you would consider those red solo um, party cups, um, for whatever reason the composition doesn't allow for recycling, and, and uh, styrofoam cups, which you know can't really put a Chick-fil-A cup in there. Um, but I will also comment that this recycle can, I believe we quoted this recycle can to also come with a dome that'll cover those, those holes, the idea being trying to keep as much water as possible out of the, out of the can so that you're not having the mosquito issues also. So I know that this might seem like it's too good to be true, that we're getting free money and this reputable company is donating all these cans to us, um, but this is the case. But there are things that we need to think about, um, but I, I would hope that you would agree that they're very minimal compared to the long-lasting recycling of waste um, system that we're going to put in place. Um, things that we need to think about. Um, so after the cans are produced, um, they could ship them to Reading, but it's just up in Mason, so we would save on shipping costs if we would go up there and pick them up. Um, 
dimensions of the Wee Thrive meeting. So the um, some of the cans throughout the parks are put just like on just sort of random piece of grass, and it would be better if they were on a cement pad just to stabilize them. Yeah. So there's just there's a few places like at Canning Park by the big toy areas, maybe along the basketball courts at the hilltop or observatory parks where the, the, the trash cans are just thrown out in the grass. I think it would look really nice to have them on a, on, a, on a cement pad, which very inexpensively our city, I'm sure, when they get that quote free minute, um, you could put down a little cement, you know, and just make a little pad for it. Um, and then, which they also come with anchors that can be anchored to that pad then. So, because I know the <coughs> trash cans at that, uh, at the Hilltop Park and the Observatory Park, they're, they're often knocked over. So they can even be anchored down. Um. And then, in addition to the traditional garbage bags, we need to um, purchase the clear recycling bags. Um, and one other thing to be thinking about is our parks um, shelters are rented, and so um, thinking about maybe purchasing some higher quality garbage cans that can be used specifically for rentals, so that we can do away with the blue. <coughs> yeah, and one of the things I've noticed, again, I've worked with Jeff Wright a lot in the parks the last two years. What a fantastic employee, by the way, fantastic gentleman. Um, but he, you know, I've gotten to see pretty much the, a lot of the storage areas at the various parks. And I know that Hilltop, Voorhees, and Koenig, you know, have storage areas where instead of him hauling blue barrels back and forth, he could literally just put some Rubbermaid trash cans in those storage areas at those parks. And if that park's rented that day, he can line a couple extras, put them in strategic locations. That party's over, you just tie up the bags, you put those trash cans back into the storage, you know, easy day, as opposed to hauling all those blue barrels back and forth, which is what they do on rental events also. So as city officials, I'm sure you're approached with ideas that are outlandish or excessively expensive, um, but I think that this plan is something that we can very easily reach our goals. Um, we can increase the efficiency of the city parks employees, um, we can rid the parks of the barrels. We can present a cleaner, more efficient waste and collection system. Um, and then increase recycling in our public areas. Again, over 50% of what's in our trash cans is recyclable. So people don't typically pay attention to a city's waste removal system. It kind of falls into the background, like, um, like landscaping or street lights or whatever it may be. Um, but when it's an eyesore, when it's not done responsibly. Um, it's human nature to notice things that don't really line up with things that you value, your standard of living. Um, and I think if we accept this gift from Hamilton County and from um, WIT Industries, we're basically telling our citizens and um, our visitors to our town that we care about the quality of life for every person that's in this community. Um, and I'm super excited to uh, see this come to fruition. Thank you. And, and big for me, because I love Reading. I love Reading like everybody else in this room loves Reading very deeply. We're going to start being the city that other people come to to see how we do it. They're going to come and see this recycling system. I'm going to say, how'd you do that? So looking forward to that. Thanks. Any questions from council? Oh, we, and Gage Bradford from Hamilton County Resource is also going to speak a few words here. Just a few words, I promise. So I am the Community Specialist for Hamilton County Resource, which is under Environmental Services. We are the Solid Waste District for the county. 
I've been the lead for this target community project that we're doing here in Reading, uh, which is over halfway done now, and we end at the end of this calendar year. Um, so it's been a two-year run, or it will be a two-year run, $30,000. Uh, a little bit over a year ago, I think, Council uh, approved getting recycling into the uh, Rumpke contract for every household, which the data is not complete yet, but I think that the fruit that that's going to bear is going to be pretty significant from what I've seen. <coughs> Rumpke is reporting roughly a 20% reduction in tonnage sent to landfill by the city, which is significant and you do not see that in many other communities year over year at any year. Uh, we've also been able to, to do some other things. We have the Classical Academy outfitted with, with everything they need to do it right now. Uh, we've also spent some of this grant money that we've mentioned tonight on pop-up temporary kind of event recycling containers for festivals, football games, things of that nature. And there's still some work to be done. Today I was meeting with um, leaders at the library here in Reading trying to stand up a, a battery and cell phone recycling system for any, any city of Reading resident. So I think all of those things put together uh, makes this make a lot of sense. We've got a lot of the county money that, that needs to be spent by the end of this project and since we've already got the residential curbside pickup, we've got schools doing things, we've got libraries doing things. I think it makes a lot of sense to do a public space initiative. You're not going to get a better deal for this kind of can. Uh, with, I mean, I've been in this position for over two years, and I've never seen anything like that. Usually, it's a it's a non-starter for a lot of cities or townships or whatever, just because of the cost of these types of bins. Um, but I just wanted to come show face as the as the Hamilton County representative, say I support it. It's a good, clean project. I think we've got enough of a foundation built with other things that we can take a big swing like this. Um, and that's that's really all I've got to say. Happy to answer questions um, as far as the county's involvement perspective or maybe into the details of tonnages and stuff. Go ahead, Mr. Powell. What specifically do you need from us as a council? So today I went around the various parks uh, with, with Seth from the Parks Department and was just kind of scoping out locations, what park is going to need what kind of numbers, and a very rough map of what location would give what number. So that that was a hurdle. Um, next, we just need a final quote from WIT that I can submit and actually get some dollar bills rolling on. I know there was some discussions about, well, can we get some Reading City branding on it or something like that. So that I'm not going to deal with getting into the weeds of too much, but now that I've got a rough outline of a map of where they're going to be, who's going to be responsible for picking them up, you know, clear bags for recycling, things of that nature, it's really just getting the, the final quote um, pushed through and an understanding with wit. Um, and that's about it. Obviously, uh, I feel confident after my many meetings with the Parks Department that the recycling is going to end up in the right place and that it's going to be you know, continuously in clear bags and all, and all of those things. Uh, so that's about it. I'm, I'd love to know that everyone here supports it greatly um, because without council last year when, when we got recycling curbside for every home, I mean, you, you heard it there, 20% reduction in one year. So just support 
there were some some side jobs, maybe a concrete pad here or there that'll need to be taken care of if we want to protect the investment. That's about it. So how how much of a financial commitment are you talking about? Is it coming in? How much of a financial commitment from the city are you talking to make this happen? Well, from the city, uh, it'll be next to nothing. In our target community okay. county funding, we've got roughly $28,000 left. The most recent quote I've seen was 30000 so that, that'd be what you're looking at. And really, um, an annual grant, aside from the target community project that I'm here speaking on, an annual grant that we administer to Reading every year, the RRI, the Residential Recycling Incentive, that's going to take a nice jump this year too. Um, I expect that to be somewhere in between, I don't know, seven and twelve thousand dollars, roughly. So you could you could always take some money out of that. I know it's probably typically going straight to the to the Rumpke contract, um, but that's always some some money that has to be spent on waste reduction initiatives every year anyway, and it, it's it's replenished. So that could be I, something you look at. Heard specifically that the basketball courts at Hilltop were specifically mentioned. Um, those are actually not on city property. So if something was to be done there, it would need to be ran by the school district. And just, uh, I don't anticipate an issue, but just uh, let, let you know that. And then also there's a fundraising effort, or fundraising effort going on in the community to rehab that basketball court. So I don't know if that's going to modify the footprint any anyway, but that's something to keep in mind moving forward. We discussed that dynamic today when I went through there, um, and it seems a little tricky or quirky or whatever kind of words you want to use. With our shooting from the hip um, guesses that we were doing, we just stayed to the city property and said, you know, the great likelihood that one can go across the street and collaborate with the school property <coughs> or whatever. Uh, but I, beyond the rough mapping today and commitments that I've got from the city, I would definitely leave that up to the city and the Parks Department. And the meeting, the meeting we had with Patrick the other day, he, you know, observatory, the Hilltop Park was brought up and he said, well, it's kind of always been that the city took care of their trash needs up there. I mean, they're doing it today as we speak. So, you know, whether we work with the school or choose to put that up there ourselves, it's, it's, it's not, it's not going to be a huge, big deal. I mean, it, it'll get done. You know, we, we are one city. Yes. Is that it? Wonderful. Well, I will be looking forward to after the 2022 data settles for sure coming back and and uh, reporting on all the progress that the city made because I think it will be pretty substantial and a, a nice feather in the cap. But other than that, that's all I'll leave you with. When I, when I heard a 20 ton decrease, 20 percent, or 20%, sorry, 20% decrease in tonnage being sent to Rumkey, that's just a big pat on our backs here. I'm hoping that translates into a 20% increase in the recycling that went that way also. Um, but. Wonderful news. Thank you, Mr. Orman, Ms. Hess, and Mr. Bradford.
your button. stole your mic again. We can leave it down. We can leave it down. Uh-oh. <laughs> there you go. There we huh. go. <laughs> High tech. Soon to be getting some TV screens here, right? All right. So that's it for guest speakers. But Mr. President, I, I would like to commend the three Thrive group, as well as the Ormans, for uh, their foresight in getting this project working. Um, this is a gift that we keep on giving, and I think that's what this Rethrive is all about. We really appreciate everything Rethrive does, not just recycling, but everything. Okay. No executive session scheduled. Legislative session. Reading of resolutions, we have none. Moving on to reading, reading of ordinances. An ordinance authorizing the safety service director to purchase five sets of bleachers for Koenig Park at a cost not to exceed $40,000. Discussion? Discussion. Mr. Powell? I just had a general question on it. Um, with our primary tenant uh, no longer utilizing the fields there, approximately how many dates a year are the fields utilized there? Because it's new, we, uh, we don't have... A an accurate number on that yet but we're anticipating much less uh, which is why we're downsizing quite a bit uh, this comes in a <clears throat> conjunction with downsizing but also we have a meeting with our insurance uh, liability insurance uh, person representative coming up and our bleachers are not compliant uh, so we want to fix that part as well uh, so we improve the quality of what we have we get fewer bleachers there to fit our needs better and that frees up more space for for other activities things of that nature okay and then uh would the existing ones be scrapped then or seth said he would try to repurpose as much as possible okay uh, anything out beyond two rows has to have a, a vertical board between the seats so no one can fall through there also has to be a back railing on the back end so no one could fall over um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They'll find a way. I, I know we all survived, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. yeah. still, would, we would like to be in compliance when that meeting comes along. Um, and it doesn't quite say it on here, but I would like to make a motion to uh, waive the rules requir requiring a first and second reading as all the quotes we have for this expire before our next meeting. I'll second that motion. So we have a motion to suspend rules requiring a second and third reading by Mr. Tom and a second by Mr. Boehner. Uh, roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes. The rules are suspended. Move to adopt. Second. So we have a motion by Mr. Boehner and a second by Mr. Powell to adopt the ordinance. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Berhoner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. The ordinance is adopted. Ordinance number? 202305. 
An ordinance amending ordinance 2022-07, which authorizes the safety service director to employ certain temporary, seasonal, and part-time help in declaring an emergency. If we're gonna have a discussion on this, just so everyone knows, this if it feels like deja vu, uh, we did do this the same time last year. But the state of Ohio just raised minimum wage 80 cents, which is the largest increase in a long, long while. And the same reason we raised uh, the payment of our pool employees last year was so that we could be competitive and get quality personnel there. Uh, so the state of Ohio is raising minimum wage is kind of forcing our hand yet again. Um, we could go to a second reading on this, but we have to know we're going to start the hiring process uh, mid-February. And we have to know what we're paying our employees and our applicants need to know what what to expect coming back as well this is an ordinance that happens virtually every year every year it's a 7-0 vote to suspend the rules and a 7-0 vote to pass i make a motion we, that we can go back and rule second requiring second third reading so we have a motion to suspend rule requiring a second and third reading by mr bishop second by mrs edichico roll call please mr kroger Sorry. That's okay. Mrs. Kroger. Uh, Roll call, please. Mr. Powell. Yes. Mr. Bronner. Yes. Mr. Bishop. Yes. Mr. Boehner. Yes. Mr. Tommen. Yes. Mrs. Kroger. Yes. Mrs. Edichico. Yes. The rule is suspended. Motion to adopt. Second. Motion to adopt by Mrs. Kroger. Second by Mrs. Mr. <laughs> did you two See, play you trade? Should, did you two trade that. voices? <laughs> It's the different acoustics in here. Uh -huh. It is. <laughs> Floor. We need better flooring. Uh, this is Mr. Boehner. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell. Yes. Mr. Bronner. Yes. Mr. Bishop. Yes. Mr. Boehner. Yes. Mr. Tommen. Yes. Mrs. Kroger. Yes. Mrs. Hedichico. Yes. Seven yes. The ordinance is adopted. Ordinance number. 2023 <clears throat> An ordinance eliminating the 2% fee on gross receipts of cable television franchisees uh, for, the purpose, for the purpose of providing access for public and local access programming and declaring an emergency. Discussion? Discussion, Mr. Uh, Bishop. This was taken into, into my committee, the Utilities, Lands, and Buildings Committee for discussion. Uh, we had a really good discussion on it. Um, we reviewed the old ordinances. Um, we took a look at the... Uh, uh, I talked to Mr. Ross about the uh, the impact it would have on on the use of the funds for uh, the right-of-way fees that we get for the rest of it, and whether it have an impact or not. He said it would not have an impact. Um, the uh, we actually do a couple of inspections a year, maybe if they do a major project, um, and uh, he said that the uh, we trim some trees or things of that sort along those lines. So this would not be a a, a, a stretch to do this, um, and. As a part of the committee, we discussed um, um, the purpose of, giving, of, of not collecting it, and it's because the, um, in principle, the, the um, Dave had some good comments about the uh, um, um, some of the services that aren't being provided now, even though we have a different service. Um, and uh, the committee felt that we could recommend the passage of this with the modifications. So the shorthand is. It's not going to negatively affect the city, but Correct. it'll save our citizens money. Correct. Okay. And I'll add, if a city is collecting a fee, it is a tax. Further discussion? Anybody? Anybody? 
I'll make a motion we suspend the rule of party second third reading. Second. All right. Motion to suspend the rules requiring the second and third reading by Mr. Boehner and second by Mrs. Kroger. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes. The rule is suspended. Move to adopt. Second. Motion to adopt by Mr. Boehner, second by Mr. Tommen. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes. The ordinance is adopted. Ordinance number? 2023-07. Okay, that's it for ordinances. Miscellaneous business, anybody? Yes. Mr. Bishop. Um, I'd like to pass along some statistics from the uh, from our new viewership from, from ESP Media um, on the last meeting. For the January 3rd meeting, we had 128 unique viewers for the last meeting. Um, they list 278 live viewing impressions. That's uh, not that important. Uh, 61 viewed the archived version on YouTube. Um, and 122 listeners on 16 podcast platforms of the audio version of the meeting. So that's, that would be include pl uh, podcast uh, uh, platforms would be things like Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, and a bunch of others. Very so good. we're uh, reaching out to people. Interesting. That's good. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. I just want to let you know that um, next, I think it's Monday, the 23rd, whatever the 23rd is, here in council chambers at 6:30, we're going to have a public health and safety committee meeting. Yes, that is a Monday. <laughs> I thought so. 6:30 is that what you said? Yes. Council chambers. Yes. You said next Monday. Yes. Thanks. That'd be two Mondays from now. Anybody else on council? I've got something real quick. Um, Bo, would you let Patrick know? Um, I got a complaint and I saw it again today. I'll email him the information, but it it seems the the property south of Popeyes has become a private uh, truck stop for one person. And I don't believe the zoning allows that truck parking on that lot. And we'll have to find out. I, can't, I don't know who owns that property, but that property needs to be secured so the one gentleman doesn't park his truck his SUV and everything else he parks in that lot hmm. yeah, I'll send, send that, information yes yeah, send it to him and yeah. I'll remind him as yes, well I'll, I'll send it to him yes you know something as part of my annual mayor's report you know, two weeks ago, you know, I, I did my best to thank as many people as possible that worked day in and day out to make our city the wonderful place it is. You know, I thanked everybody here in this room, all of our elected and appointed officials and all of our employees. We have outstanding employees and, you know, we work with We Thrive and with the VYO and with the American Legion and, and on and on and on with our churches, our schools, our organizations, our businesses. We all work together here to get things done and again appreciate everything that that everybody does you know tonight i wanted to point out some of the the projects accomplishments events that happened in our city and
to make it quicker, if y'all don't mind, I'm going to read because it is a, a good list of things we accomplished last year. You know, on the first day of the year last year, we turned our police dispatch over to, to the Hamilton County Communications Center. And that saves us substantial dollars without negatively affecting service. We maintain two police clerks who take calls when they're available. When calling 733-4122, which has been historically our police number, if you get the automated attendant recording and want to get immediate help, press one and it will go directly to Hamilton County Communication Center dispatch, or if you press two, uh, if you want to leave a if, press two, if you want to leave a message or talk to an officer, again, what we're finding with the change in the new phone system, people don't listen to the the menu. So if you listen, you'll be directed in that way. But again, please dial nine one one for any police, fire, EMS emergency. But again, this has worked out very well, and, and it's a it's a substantial savings for us. Uh, we've talked about this four or five years, and. You know, at the time, I believe it was $15 a call, uh, which re to uh, 911, which was reduced to five, which again is a, a massive saving for us. So again, dial 911 for for any police or fire EMS emergency. We started the citywide recycling, and uh, went through some rocky stages with that, but we're ironing it out as best we can. We finished our $2.2 million Thurnridge Drive project. And it was completed using $1 million in grant dollars. And again, you know, a new 8-inch in diameter water main, um, which replaced an aged 3-inch in diameter pipe. All new sidewalks, curbs, driveway aprons, new pavements were installed, along with speed humps to slow traffic down. You know, one thing, you know, sewers and water mains are things people don't notice, but major, major improvements to our city. And uh, this one was huge. We repaved North Street with one half of the total project being paid for through a grant. The Ohio Department of Transportation installed a new bridge over Cooper Creek on Reading Road, completed at no cost to the city. <coughs> Duke Energy paid us $460,000 to repave Third Street, which will happen as soon as weather permits. Also, we installed a new eight inch in diameter water main uh, under Third Street, which replaced a three inch in diameter and new curbs and aprons were put on 3rd Street. But anyway, the delay in paving came because of this water main. So again, two aged three-inch water mains replaced with eight-inch are heaven sent to our residents, our businesses, our fire department. Uh, we repaved Benson Street from Reading Road to Lachlan using community de development block grant dollars. We received a $25,000 safety grant for police body-worn cameras and police car cameras, something we wanted to do for years, a major savings there. We received a $50,000 grant to locate lead water lines, and we have begun doing that. We will map them, and then as we work for more grants in the future to replace them, we will do that. We received a $100,000 grant through municipal road funds, and that's to repave Furman from Sanborn Court to Columbia, something we've wanted to do for a long time. We are waiting to see if we receive any state capital improvement dollars to help with that, grant dollars. You know, every year, state capital funds so many uh, projects up to a point. M Maple Drive is, is next in line, and, and after that, Furman. And every year, residual dollars come back from projects that were overestimated to be safe and so we're hoping to accomplish both of those uh, this year. If we do not, 
uh, get grant dollars for firm and we will get uh, we will apply for zero percent interest loan dollars and we've been very successful at getting that we placed three hundred ninety two thousand dollars we set aside for economic development and that money came from the sale of our former Niveson property to Visia you know again we have sat o over all these years you know a dilapidated property comes up or an economic development opportunity with with no money to react and very thankful for council moving that money we received a two hundred and sixty five thousand dollar sorta grant and uh, that was awarded to us to replay repave Columbia Avenue from Reading Road to Lachlan uh, last year our Caney Park restrooms were remodeled we we applied for an NFL grant we haven't heard that was a two hundred fifty thousand dollar grant we should hear about soon we applied for a four hundred thousand dollar safe routes to school to school grant we did not get that one uh, but we will apply again uh, we worked with the Port Authority to get millions of dollars in grants and I think it's about eight million dollars in grants to address EPA issues um, for the demo work and asbestos removal at the former Dow chemical site again it could have sat for years and years but we're on our way to prepare that site for new jobs and again from the Port Authority that's used to redeveloping you know the goal is 400 new jobs and five hundred and twenty thousand dollars worth of new revenue each and every year for us as a city and substantial dollars for our Reading schools as well um, we worked with ODOT the Ohio Department of Transportation the city of Cincinnati Amberley Village Sycamore Township uh, to achieve major improvements on South Reading Road they will be ongoing things that we've been working on that for years we finished our 14th year providing fire EMS services for Arlington Heights you know in a, in a deal that's been beneficial to both communities we just signed a new five-year contract for that uh, where our fees have been raised to even make it better for us we finished our third year providing EMS services for Amberley Village we increased staffing for our fire EMS department for the first time since 1978 we finished our third year providing Arlington Heights police services and signed or I'm sorry um, Arlington Heights yes police services and signed a new five-year contract there um, Public Works constructed a new salt storage bin that we talked about for years and years that will hold 1,000 tons of salt to protect that and with the price of salt that's heaven sent we purchased a new dump truck a new mini backhoe a new pickup truck for Public Works uh, we purchased a refurbished leaf back uh, for Public Works we purchased two new police cruisers a new roof was installed and the exterior was painted on the Historical Society building. Both needed very badly. The Havey Field House got a new roof. Exterior paint was applied, and a new concrete entry was put in. The old pavers were shot. They were, were uneven. They were dangerous. Looks very good, what we did. Um, we purchased new payroll finance uh, software to replace the outdated software. We accomplished many IT improvements. Uh, we replaced ICRC with ESP media and we're getting compliments on that again we hosted the 112th annual Memorial Day parade that was awesome a lot of work for our police fire and service departments with that but something we love working with the Legion to do you know multiple festivals in the town we had uh, the VYO has their festival the Legion has their festival the ladies auxiliary has their taste reading now the the Reading Bridal District has their fall in love we had a a um, uh, holiday walk you know we have our tree lighting our crib dedication or our Easter egg hunt we we do a lot um, 
This was the first full year of our Reading Community Art Center being open. We have a, an art center. You know, a, a building that was so dilapidated that it could have sat for years and years. And uh, several very energetic ladies and their families um, were able to, at, at a very discounted price, put together a beautiful, wonderful uh, fine art center that's it's very nice. We finished our seventh year being self-insured as part of the Ohio Benefits Cooperative that has saved us hundreds of thousands of dollars. The Cincinnati Classical Academy opened their doors. New school here in our city um, with new jobs for us. Looking forward to this year, you know, just some of the recommendations and some of the things we'll continue to do. We, we need to continue to build and maintain a healthy rainy day reserve fund. You know, again, that should be something for years. The state auditor's office said at least 15% of, of our general fund we should have in reserves. You know, it getting closer to uh, $10 million, you know, it's 1.5 million sitting around uh, that we've really never had. But you know, we're, we're, we're in a shape now to remember to be very prudent in what we spend and, and, and have a fund for, you know, be prepared for, for rougher days if that should happen and hope they never happen, but they very well could. We'll continue to aggressively work on getting new businesses and jobs at the former Dow Chemical site. We'll continue to work with Avicia to get new jobs at the former Nivison property. We'll continue to work with General Tool on their future expansion plans. Uh, we'll we will continue as best we can to get our safety and services departments the tools they need while we live within our means. We'll continue to proactively maintain law and order our, in our community with the manpower and equipment we are given. I wanna thank our Mayor's Court Magistrate, Kevin McDonough, our Law Director, Dave Stevenson, uh, our, our Mayor's Court clerk, clerk, Michelle Nash, and our Police Department for operating an efficient, fair, and effective court. And, and it's all three. And we maintain one of the busiest courts per cases uh, in the state of Ohio year in, year out. And yet I'm, I'm very pleased to say, efficient, effective, and fair. You know. It, when I became mayor, I thought it would be a major headache for me, you know, mayor's court. It simply has not been. You know, Dave and, and uh, Kevin and Michelle handle it incredibly well. Um, we need to continue to evaluate ins installing field turf in a new track at Veterans Memorial Stadium versus other major projects. And there's plenty of them. We will meet soon with our Reading Community School reps. And, and we've been doing that, but we'll meet with them again, along with Reading Youth Football and Reading Youth Soccer, to not only seek their support on this project, but their financial support with it as well, to see if indeed it's going to be feasible. But amongst the other um, major projects we need to look at, we need to continue to evaluate total replacement of our aging pool. You know, we've gotten estimates there, two to five years left, and two and a half to three million dollars to replace it. You know, not, not inexpensive. We need to continue to evaluate and address pressing needs in our parks, and there's all kind of them. You know, lights at Canning Park, for instance, have, have been on their way out for a long, long time now. One pool snapped six, eight, ten years ago. When we're no longer able to have night softball games there, uh, the VYO is going to be very much in jeopardy as, as well as it'll harm the Legion as well soon. And again, a 400 and some odd thousand dollar expenditure. Um, you know, my sister Bonnie brought up to me to continue looking into a new gym in, in, in cahoots with the VYO. You know, in the mid-1990s, we were very close to a new gym. 
My dad was on the rec committee as a part of council then. Bonnie said in the mid-1990s she could have booked it in a minute. And now we've lost a gym here. You know, we used to have our own field house, a gym at Central, a gym at Hilltop, gym at the high school. You know, we've gone from four to three. So it's another one to look at. And uh, we'll continue to look at that. Uh, we need to continue to work with our economic development consultant, which we always do with our business roundtable, with our chamber of commerce, with our Reading Bridal District to attack to attract new businesses. Again, if we don't have businesses in town and quality businesses, it, it affects our safety and services immediately. You know, you can't have quality services without money. And we work very, very hard on economic development every day and want to thank again our business roundtable chamber, Reading Bridal District for that help. We need to continue to find ways to help and improve our building and exterior property maintenance departments. And we're working on that through adjustments and zoning but also they, they need money especially in exterior property maintenance and in the building department so it's something we got to try to find a way to get them the dollars they need to improve again both of those departments the same amount of money to my knowledge since the early 1990s so again you know it's something that we need to work on as best we can we'll continue to to have strong working relationships with our schools you know our schools problems are our problems we work very, very closely together, and, and, uh, and, and it works out very, very well. We, we'll continue to aggressively seek grants. As you've heard, we, we've gotten quite a few, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars in this past year, and we'll continue uh, to work to, you know, to continue to um, achieve our success rate in getting these grants. We have to continue to prioritize road, water, main, and sewer projects. You know, we always ask council, you know, to, to talk with your constituents, see what roads they recommend. It's, it's like the sidewalks there at Cherryfield. You know, we listen and we respond as best we can. We must prior, prioritize here. We have X amount of dollars to put into them. And, and thank God when we passed new earnings tax uh, increase back in 2006, 20% of the new dollars went to roads. It was the first time in my knowledge we had dedicated money for roads each and every year. So in most years, as you see, we double it. We'll continue as best we can to prepare our parks for festivals. It takes a lot of work. Clean up, picking up litter, litter, um, cleaning picnic tables on down the line, but we'll continue to prepare again for festivals, picnics, family gatherings, parties, reunions. Uh, we also, with the resources we are given, we will continue to prepare our athletic fields, our stadium and our field house for all to use. But again, we continue to have limited manpower and dollars to spend in our parks. You know, again, one full-time person in our parks, and that's until a water main happens or another disaster, and it goes from one to zero very quick. So again, you know, for many years, I've worked with our athletic directors at Reading Schools, with our VYO, uh, with our other uh, youth organizations, and they pick up. They truly do and help, and, and it's, it's, it's very much appreciated. But anyway, we'll continue to do all we can. Very soon we're gonna meet with MST. You know, for a good part of this year, two lanes of Reading Road are gonna be closed. You know, it's gonna be a pain for all of us from North Street up until up till Cooper Creek. You know, and it's gonna to be tough on our, our safety uh, services and, and tough on traffic, and it's gonna require patience from everybody. Um, you know, another thing before I finish, the Speed family's gonna have a benefit uh, it's going to be uh, this Saturday, I believe, January 21st from 4 p.m. to close. 
at Strong's Pizza, again, a horrible tragedy, um, you know, where, where a family was left, you know, without a dad and four young children involved. So I ask people to get out and support that. Uh, we have some major stats too. Uh, talk about from our service department for composting, recycling, stormwater, and, and our salt report. Our sweeper was out five days and picked up 20 cubic yards of debris. Our vac haul was out 15 days and picked up 76 cubic yards of debris. We recycled wood chips, 1,038 cubic yards. Um, 738 cubic yards were sent out of town, but 300 cubic yards were made into commercial grade landscaping mulch that were used by the city. But again, a, a total of 207 and a half tons of recycled wood chips. We recycled leaves. 1,164 cubic yards were sent to other uh, areas that needed them. It's 232.8 tons. We recycled 163 gallons of oil. We recycled four tons of tires. Um, we recycled metals, uh, 40,000 pounds, 20 tons, and uh, anyway, made some money doing that. But also we cleaned out all catch basins in the spring and a repair list was created. We repaired and rebuilt 18 stormwater catch basins at various locations. And again, getting stormwater to where it needs to go, you know, to reduce flooding. Um, 20 feet of under drain was installed in the rear of 404 Eagle View Way and piped to a public basin, again, for stormwater. And all of our outfalls will be inspected this year. And we used 893 tons of salt last year. So again, our, our new salt bin, you know, at the beginning of each year, 1,000 tons, you know, can get us through an average year. So anyway, um, that's it for me. Mr. Bishop. Um, I hope those numbers appear in your newsletter. Those are, it's good to hear that. Um, I did miss, miss a few things earlier um, about the, uh, the, the media uh, streaming. Um, the resolution right now is 1080p versus 720p, so it's a higher resolution uh, streaming. Um, we are scrolling the minutes or the, uh, the, um, the agenda for the meeting at the beginning of the meeting on the screen, and ordinance are actually showing up on the screen for public viewing. So when ordinances are read by Carla, they're showing up for people to read. The entirety of the order yes. or ordinance? Yes. Oh, awesome. If I get them in time. Yes, yes, that, that will, if, they, if she gets them in time. <laughs> um, also, as far as archived meetings, um, all of the meetings from 2015 to 22 have been archived on the server and they've been shared with the city um, and they're gradually being uploaded to the YouTube page. Uh, 2015 is already up and running. Uh, 16 to 19 will be archived this week. Um, on the city of writing YouTube page. So. Awesome. Anything else? Nice new floor going in it is. finally. Is that on your list? Ten years after we started talking <laughs> about it. Most, yeah. Most of be the nice. Motion second. adjourned by by Mr. Boehner, second by Mrs. Kroger. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? All right, that's it for tonight. Everybody have a good one. What's the opposition to that? <laughs>